You are impressive. We love you, and you should love yourself. Now go play. Then I whisper in Daphne's ear, you'll never be as good as your mother. Oh, God. Here we go. You're welcome, Trailer Park Podcast. Nathan, worried or excited? I'm excited. Daniel, it's a horror movie. Worried or excited? God damn it, I will kill myself. Worried. Are you worried or excited? An invitation for rigid and spastic penetration. You seem satisfied. Affirmative. The trailer made me emotional. Real lumpy flesh dragger. Raising awareness about masturbation addiction. Don't get it on my territory. I can't stand seeing someone do it worse. Oh my god, here it comes. Here it comes. It's so Uh wet. Oh my god, it's coming. Trailer Park Podcast 128. Welcome, Daniel. Mm, Nathan, thank you. And welcome, Amanda. Hi. And uh, hello, intern. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm talking in a British accent tonight because I have been watching The Crown. And in The Crown, they they find language to be delicious. They uh, wrap their mouths around the language and ingest and digest and communicate with precision and flair. And it's very... Mm, um, Articulate everything. Yes, Yes, they do. They articulate everything. And you don't really understand how much fun it can be until you really get into it. So let's get into it tonight about 128. Who has brought uh, random mathematical uh, importance and facts about 128, please? I don't know. It just seems like a really mathematical number. Uh, if by like, that, it's, like, it's like divisible by like probably everything. Well, if by that you mean it's the only three-digit number that is a seventh power, then yes. Yeah, see? I knew it. Mm-hmm. It's also the sum of Euler's totient function over the first 20 in- integers. So. Wait, were those first two things words? <laughs> <laughs> uh, code 128 is also a high-density linear barcode symbology used in the shopping industry. So... It's <laughs> like one and two are together and then eight's like the third wheel. Yeah. Or if you turn it sideways, literally the wheels. Sex while driving. Oh, so cliche. Is that, the <laughs> <laughs> Is that the sexual position for 128? Driving? Sex while driving? Oh, no. I like the whole turning one, two, eight, 90 degrees to the right so that the eight then becomes like the balls. <laughs> Something about that. How about driving, having someone drive over your balls. <laughs> okay. It's also yeah, the number that's of that's not really good. It's also <laughs> it's also the number of US fluid ounces in a US gallon, uh, or three point seven eight five four liters in in reality. Wait, y'all don't have gallons? No. It's like an unnecessary uh, what is the size of milk that you buy? One liter. That's yeah. it? Yeah. That doesn't seem like enough. Or yeah, it's like the Four it's like liters. that joke in, in uh, Super Troopers when he goes to the to the restaurant and he's like, give me a liter of cola. And they're like, I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> well, there's a liter and there's two liter carton and there's a four liter jug. So four liters is more than a gallon. Okay, fine. But I just, I always come back to the round number business, you know, like thousand milliliters in a liter instead of, what is it? 128 ounces, fluid ounces in a gallon. What, what 128. Why is it so important? I don't know. We don't bother to break it down, though. It's just like, that's a gallon. Well, Shakespeare's sonnet, 128. How oft, when thou my music music placed upon that blessed wood whose motion sounds, with thy sweet fingers, when thou gently swayest the wiry concord that mine ear confounds. (laughs) Mm. I won't continue. That is beautiful, iambic. 
but I do like the last two lines of Sonnet 128. Since saucy jacks so happy are in this, give them thy fingers, me thy lips to kiss. It's really disgusting. <laughs> that was hot. Wow. Yeah. But really, I mean, whoa. That was Theo. That was Theo. Hey, Theo. He's so sad that he's not mic'd. For us to really understand the meaning of 128, we really need to call in Nicolas Cage. It is a thing of great wonder and mystery, quivering with complexity, strength, and resilience. However, also buried within a delicate femininity, and dare I even say, naughtiness. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Thank you, Nick. There is something just fuckable about 128. That's right. Uh, does anybody want to talk about things that they've watched? Yeah, just to bring this back to balls for a second. Oh, please. Uh, I watched and completed the remake trilogy of I Spit on Your Grave. Oh, good. Yeah, which is a classic. Because I've, I've been like on a real revenge film kick. So I was like, why not go to some of the best? Which is always, you know, like a ridiculously elaborate and gruesome rape setup followed by super justified awesome revenge. So... <clears throat> I'd just like to mention just uh, just some of the highlights. Um, you get to see someone's balls put in a vice and squeeze until they pop out of the sack. Oh, my. <clears throat> you get to uh, see a penis stabbed from underneath through the shaft. The knife pulled forward to split it open, and then each side grabbed so that it can be torn further to the base. Oh, wow. Yeah, that one's a, that one's a good one. And uh, a man's eyelids uh, hooked to a tree so that they're forced to stay open as fish guts are rubbed in his eyes to draw birds to peck them out. So good stuff. Good stuff. I spit on your grave. Well, yeah, for all those um, out there that uh, feel pulled further to that, uh, please, yeah, check that out. Then to move away from balls. Let me just mention these real quick because I'm mowed through some TV shows lately. Uh, Fortitude. On Amazon, a Scandinavian show, Black Spot on Netflix, a French show, and Alice in Borderland, uh, also on Netflix, uh, a Japanese show. And there's, I've just, I'm not going to mention really, we'll go into all of them and what they're all about. I'm just going to say the first two, the Fortitude and the and the and Black Spot. There's 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 a theme I've noticed watching a, a lot of European like sci-fi or suspenseful television shows, and that's like they're super grounded in their drama. But there's always this faint hint of the supernatural. It's always like, oh, we're chasing this serial killer. He's obviously a serial killer, but he might be a forest nymph. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really right. bizarre. Yeah, that it, always It's consistent. <clears throat> <laughs> right. But uh, Fortitude, it's about a research station, some driller, you know, guys uncover like a mammoth carcass they hide it trying to find someone that they can sell it to in the meantime it thaws and like a forty thousand year old virus is released upon the town and makes everyone go crazy Hmm. um black spot is about a weird ass french like village that's out in the boonies that has like a 10 times higher disappearance murder rate than anywhere else in the country so an investigator kind of goes out there to check out what's happening and you get pulled into their weird bizarre drama also very dark that's where i get the forest nymph joke from because it's always like just out of nowhere. It just wants to give you the hint like, mm, maybe, but maybe not. And then later on, you're like, oh, so not at all. And then... Uh, What's the... Where's this forest nymph theme coming from? 
Well, everything, of course, is like kind of climate related. So even though none of these shows are preachy about climate stuff, they kind of all hover on that as their premise. So it's about the Arctic getting warmer and melting things and could possibly expose us to dangers in the permafrost. And then Black Spot is like, oh, there's shit going on that's making nature retaliate, you know, because there's the trying to like, oh, kids are disappearing because the forest is pulling them in because they're trying to get back at the village for being polluters. You know, some that's like a faint premise of the whole thing, even though they don't really touch on that much. And then uh, Border, uh, Alice in Borderland is pretty cool, especially if you're into these kind of shows, which is some Japanese, you know, college kids are like having fun. They go into a bathroom, a public restroom, and then when they come out, no, there's nobody in the in Japan. Like the city is empty. It's just them. And then all of a sudden at nighttime, a big billboards pop up that points you towards a game that you have to play. And it's always some like gruesome survival type game where you have to do crazy shit that you would never do otherwise, unless your life depended on it in order to like collect things in order to maybe get out of this weird fucked up alternate dimension where they are right but, and the and the white person version of that movie is tame and the asian version of that movie is very right very intense yeah yeah some of the games are like people you love are going to die no matter even if you win <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> all good some of them are slow burn some of them aren't but uh there you go all right well uh toss the baton put put toss the torch around Amanda, you watched anything of interest? I don't think so. I watched Godmothered, that Disney Plus movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was cute. It was cute. Hey, what else have I watched? It was cute. You feel you finished? You wrapped up Dawson's Creek. I watched all of Dawson's Creek. That was a great trip down memory lane. I don't want to wait for our lives to be over. Right? Oh, when there was something funny about that? Okay, hmm. so yeah, so everybody remembers Paula Cole's I Don't Want to Wait. As the theme song, well, however many years ago, uh, Warner Brothers, uh, or this, yeah, I think Warner Brothers, in any event, failed to buy the rights <laughs> to, to Paula Cole's song. And so now on streaming on Netflix, it's a completely different theme song, and it is a horrible song. That's funny. That's very funny. That's a unique yeah, it, rights situation. It sounds like somebody, like a, like a producer's daughter. So I came in and recorded it real quick. <laughs> so it's like, Father, oh, shame in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what about uh, Black Bear? Oh, yeah. I watched Black Bear. Um, I really enjoyed it. I mostly enjoyed Aubrey Plaza, who can, I mean, she delivers um, in everything I've ever seen her. And so it was, honestly, it was just like, Almost like if you were watching like an expo- like a exhibition performance or something, rather than the movie being all that great, it's her performance that's so awesome. Well, I have also watched Black Bear, and I would uh, express that all three of them did very well. Yeah, Abbott's really good too. Um, she was in it less than Abbott and uh, and Plaza, but yeah, Plaza crushed it, and Abbott was also. I think his acting was very significant. Yeah, it was. He's great. Very significant. Like enough to go and watch Possessor right afterwards. Because if you're going to do Christopher Abbott, 
You gotta do them two times. Two times. Let me see you do shit two times. Two times. Let me see you do shit two times. What is happening right now? <laughs> this is too much for me. Yeah, so I'll, I'll continue for her. Yeah, we're also uh, she's watching Fringe. Oh, it's so good. And uh, and then hate watching Bones. 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 Cheese watching. Yeah, because Fringe is like super cheese ball. Mm. If you haven't gone back to it in a while, it's fun. It's totally fun. And, and, and some of it's good. Like the guy that plays Walter is great. This is an interesting spectrum you're introducing here. Like there's there's hate watching and now there's cheese watching. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's fun. But it's a lot of it is just like <laughs> over the top ridiculous. I've invented a drinking game to go with it. Yeah. Like it's it's really? that kind of fun. Is there like a primary drinking game rule? One that kind well, of Well no. I mean I'm just like saying like um like every episode has a foot chase. Every yes, yeah. If there's, you know, a, a foot chase, you you gotta take two drinks. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If somebody says bring this body back to the lab. Oh yeah. <laughs> Four drinks for sure. Uh anyway, stuff like that. Well we'll have to do that for jujitsu. We'll have to be like every time they say jujitsu. Oh, jujitsu. I I know I already know it's great because I've looked it up on Tomato Meter. It's got a super <laughs> low critic rating and a high audience rating, which means it's gonna be a great. IMDB was like had an article about it because they were like, We rarely rate shit in the twos. <clears throat> so it's, it's gonna be it's it's I can't wait. Are you, did you really mean all the things you just said? Did that happen? Yeah. Oh. Well, um, I'm going to just bring it back to Possessor for a minute. I Has anybody seen Possessor yet? No, not yet. Uh, I recommend oh. it. Yay. It's uh, not, it doesn't go where I thought it was going to go. It's actually uh, more interesting. So. Oh, even better. Yeah. And yeah, the, uh, I mean, there isn't really a place for it to have full on body horror, but um, Cronenberg's son there, he he plays around with the whole like, war going on between her inside of his mind and him and when he's when he's uh describing that war he's doing that with uh like body horror type techniques yeah that's that's a good spot for it it doesn't have to be like super gooped up it can be more like horrific i'm not in my body but i think i am yeah yeah i think that everyone will find it interesting unless you have a fear of needles in which case don't watch the first couple minutes that's fun but, you know, it's nowhere near Japanese body horror. It's just a really vivid image of a needle going into the top of someone's head and blood coming out. So mm. just, a, just a fair warning. Oh, I also watched The Nest starring um, Jude Law and Connie, whoa, Carrie Coon. Remember that one about the mm-hmm. relationship and the dead horse and the... The dead horse. Oh wait, wait, wait! Were they in that like fancy ass house? Yeah, fancy ass house, and there's a quick like, scene of the horse being dumped by a big machine. Didn't it seem like maybe he had spent all their money? Right, exactly. Because um, it did. This is a this is the kind of movie where when you watch it, it feels like the first episode of a boring TV show that you will not watch episode two of. <laughs> oh, so you don't want me to watch this? No, no. Save yourself the one hour and forty seven minutes. Okay. Wasn't that the consensus when we all watched the trailer? It could have been. I don't know. I don't go back and rehash things. That's an archivist role. He's, yeah, he's not an archivist, you yeah. dick. Yeah, you dick. <laughs> yep. Intern, uh, what have you yeah. watched? What have you watched? What are you bringing? I, I watched a lot, and I had problems with everything. So oh. we'll start with Mulan. Okay. Mulan. Oh, wait, is it because you felt be... guilt over the Uyghurs? 
No, it needed okay. to be 45 minutes longer, and it would have been great. It just, everything happened way too fast. Um, then I watched Unhinged. Oh, yeah, me too. Which, uh, oh, cool. Nathan, you hyped that up too much for me. I just enjoyed it. I just, so, I just enjoyed it. It was surprising that I enjoyed it, and I thought that how fat and gross he was, it worked. Yeah. Him being fat and gross, also the stabbing killing uh, yeah. was special. That yeah. was great. Yeah. Um, unexpected. That was the most unexpected kill I feel like I've seen in a while in a film. Even like uh, the mug in the face, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah like it wasn't. Well, it wasn't disappointing. Was it wasn't bad. No, so you can't say it, it was wasn't bad. bad. I was. I think I was expecting something else, though. I don't know what. I didn't think it was as good as uh, how excited you were talking about it. That's my only problem. It's not bad. Oh, so your problem is with me, not with the movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My problem is you talking it up. Okay. That's my problem. Daniel, do you have a consensus? Do you have a problem with me? Or do you have a problem with the movie? In turn, sounds really unhinged. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I think I have a, I think this is a similar sort of review of it. It was uh, it was a little, it was actually kind of more aggressive than I was expecting, um, and uh, it was fine. Yeah, because mostly because those movies, you know, they all kind of end in the same way. So once you get like within ten minutes of the end, you kind of just turn it off. Yeah. But um, yeah, he was more violent than I expected, and more like intense. I didn't know he was like on his last legs. Like I thought he was just like gonna <laughs> fuck with her too much. I didn't know he was like I'll fucking die by police. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, and what I liked about another thing is that the scene where he murders his ex-wife and her lover or whoever she's leaving him for. Yeah. Uh, in the trailer makes you think that that's like some sort of climactic part of the movie, but it happens in the first like five minutes. Like five that, seconds. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's scene one. Yeah. 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 You're like, Oh yeah. wow. Fuck. He's unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Hmm. wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think Theo needs to go. Okay. That's fine. Um, then I watched Tenant. You're scratching your ears. Tenant. Tenant. And yeah. what what happened? Were you disappointed uh, my, by Christopher Nolan? My problem with Tenant is that uh, there are large portions of time in the film where um, Washington and Pattinson are talking, and I didn't register what they were saying at all. Uh, I knew words were coming out of their mouths. It it just didn't uh, connect with me. I really enjoyed uh, the visual. Uh, the visuals of everything was great. Um, but I think Nolan messed up timelines, which yeah. is a problem. Too complicated. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure I was watching something where there were supposed to be two timelines happening at the same time. But there was three. Um, oh, so what? Time is not linear? Time is has multiple lines running to it? Is that the theory? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's like his time travel film anyway his time uh, travel film like quit sucking on this man's dick great directors have to have a tra- time travel film no it's just his version of back to the future that yeah it's like all. the director like egot you have to make a film in every genre <laughs> well there's a lot of directors that have not done a time travel movie that are significant directors well no i, I just think that it's he was thinking i'm gonna do a time travel film and this is it that's all it does it doesn't mean anything john david washington is suspect as a leading man am i right um i don't think he's given very much in this role i don't know he's fine Ugh. <laughs> take a fucking side man 
No. Okay. So, think, so your feedback I, about tenant is that's a little bit confusing, and it's um uh, uh it's fine. It is. It's fine. It's the most fine of all these movies. Okay. Anyway, move on. Next, I watched Crawl, and I enjoyed Crawl. That's the alligator <laughs> movie. Yeah, that's the alligator movie where there's a shitload of alligators, and they just keep eating people. Like they eat someone, and then they're still hungry, so they eat someone else. <laughs> and they're still hungry, so they eat every single person. Yep. Um, yep. Which is funny to me. Anyway, it was lots of fun. It was ridiculous, and I enjoyed it. I um, remember Amanda being excited about Crawl, and I don't remember hearing whether or not they watched it. Did you watch Crawl? We saw it in the theater. Oh, really? Remember that? Yeah, it was fun. It was hilarious because it was made by like a European guy, and he put a gas station in a U.S. suburban neighborhood cul-de-sac which is something that yeah. has never, ever existed, ever, which is... <laughs> well, it's in Florida. Yeah. How often you go to Florida? Is that, not, is that not a staple in Florida? Yeah, it's just not a thing, because they're like, they're, everything here is exclusively zoned, like residential and commercial, so you never have a mix. Um, yeah. <clears throat> that's just funny, though. That's just like a thing. But yeah, it was, it was, it's quick. It's fast. It's fun. It doesn't try to do anything else. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. Um, anyway, then... I watched uh, today. Today I watched Downhill, which was uh, horrible. You thought that was horrible? Uh, I, I enjoyed should, some. I enjoyed some of that. It should have been funny, and I didn't find anything to be funny. Hmm. I found that the trailer had funny parts, and they they took those out. They made it all not funny, and it just seemed like a normal failing relationship, does which it, I don't really have else, an interest in watching. Does anybody else want to like kill themselves after listening to him talk about movies? <laughs> yeah and then i watched vivarium right before this podcast oh really that's the jesse eisenberg uh imogen poots living in a strange uh fucked up neighborhood right yeah i think this could have been a phenomenal movie and it was just good um <laughs> the problem is they have a kid in it it's disappointing who, who screams <laughs> repeatedly <laughs> and it's the perfect example of all children uh, and it makes me want to kill this child. <laughs> I connect with Jesse Eisenberg's character in this film. Oh man, a lot. I'm glad you anyway. took the dip because I always see it. It always like comes up in recommendations on different streaming services, but it's always way lower rated than I would expect it to be. And I'm always like, mm. oh, it's interesting. Can we and... just play an old clip of Andrew just for a moment? Oh, please. I hate screaming children. <laughs> I hate screaming children. <sighs> there. I do hate them. They're the worst. Yeah, apparently. Carry on. That's it. That's all. That's it? Okay. Well, why don't we do some... Uh... Rapid Fire! So, Spider-Man 3 is apparently a live-action Spider-Verse story, and Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are coming back. Because okay, so that's real. As Molina and Fox. Yeah, yeah, Molina as well as I don't know. Yeah, Molina and Fox are both involved. Yep, I think uh, Christian Kirsten Dunst is confirmed. I don't know about Emma Stone, but uh, yeah. So there's that. And then there's also Dwayne Johnson and Tyrese Gibson have ended their furious feud, which opens the door for The Rock to return to Fast Ten. Your seatbelts. Yeah. Your seatbelts is coming back. I don't know, but you know, it's all about family. Right? It's always been about... I know you guys are a family. So I'm offering you a chance right now to make that family whole again. You want to... Exactly. 
Yeah, it's going to be a zombie film, and there will also be zombie cars. Uh, aren't they going to space or New York? Which one? No, yeah, there's so many lineups. The yeah, they have, they have to go to space, and then they also have to go to like heaven and hell. <laughs> and, Maybe it could be a time travel movie. <laughs> and our third item in the first batch of rapid fire is that Spike Lee's next film is going to be a musical about Viagra. Rapid fire! That's how much we need to talk about that. Uh, Jake already did that. There's a yeah no yeah. It so. also seems like what you do when you're an aging director that's run out of ideas because your your day to day experience is so far removed from any sort of like cultural worth. So you're just like all you know now is just taking Viagra. And you're like I guess I'll write a musical about it. <laughs> I'm interested. Uh, there is a True Blood reboot in development. Thank God. Yeah. Everybody was hoping for that. Matthew, it's been so long. I know. Matthew Vaughn is developing seven more Kingsman movies. Seven. 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 Hey. Yeah. They're getting real cocky, aren't they, these guys? They are. And the HBO Hellraiser TV series is happening. Clive Barker is involved as an executive producer and has recently reclaimed the rights to the franchise in a, in a lawsuit. Hmm. That's interesting. I didn't know Clive Barker had. Oh yeah, there was like a lawsuit issue going on with with Hellraiser for a long time. But I didn't know it was with Clive Barker directly. But well, that is the reason that you can't get all the films in one fucking box set. You have to get them in like three separate box sets. So maybe this will fix that. Yeah, it probably will. He needs some. He needs some nest egg money. Rapid fire. And the third rapid fire segment is going to be primarily about. Uh, HBO Max and Warner Media. Oh yeah. So it all started with Godzilla versus Kong. Warner Media turned down two hundred million dollars from Netflix, and then engaged in this HBO deal, where they are going to simultaneously release the entire twenty twenty one film slate on HBO Max and theaters at the same time. This includes Dune and Legendary. Yeah, not happy. Legendary is weighing legal action against Warner Brothers with Villeneuve penning an open letter about it and Chalamet wearing a legendary hoodie while hosting SNL. And the DGA has demanded a meeting with Warner Brothers over the HBO Max deal as well. So weird. Having a big fight. All studios are getting all pissy pants with each other because the industry's all fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating, man. It's really fascinating. Uh, Villeneuve was saying that with this deal... There's no way they'd make enough money back, which means they're, uh, in hindsight, making it impossible to do the next Dune movie, which is the completion of the first book, which is fucked up. Yeah, it would be super fucked up and part of the whole Dune curse if you only got to make half half the films that he needed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. A lot of my joy for that movie was killed when they delayed it a year that's true. Maybe things will bounce back. Maybe things will change. Maybe Dune will get special treatment and it'll get, you know, primary theater play instead of, you know, being forced. Or, hey, you know what they could do? They could just delay it again. So it's not part of the 2021 slate anymore. There you go. Just keep delaying it. Yeah. <clears throat> just keep delaying it. That's the answer. Did you guys know that Dexter is getting a, an, a, a revival? <laughs> really? What do you mean? A revival like a season nine? Like a six episode revival with Michael C. Hall on, show, <laughs> on Showtime. Is it taking place right after season four? I have no idea. All hmm. I know is that Michael C. Hall's coming back. They're doing a revival. They're probably trying to renew rights or something. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I think that sometimes. show could almost do with a reboot. 
to be done better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Without Michael C. Hall. Although speaking of Michael C. Hall, I saw some movie recently, some weird little like, uh, I don't know, sci-fi movie where <clears throat> every nine years, some like weird demon woman comes and murders a bunch of people and then disappears again. And some guys like figured out the pattern and his older brother or his brother-in-law is Michael C. Hall, who plays the like nerdiest of nerd like detectives. And it's fucking great. The movie is mediocre, but him playing that character is fantastic. Just this gem stuck in the middle of this mediocre turd. <laughs> That's funny. Just just perk up every time he comes on screen. Yeah, he's always like, you know, doing like that weird backward hands on your waist stance and like looking at stuff and sucking his teeth. Like, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, gentlemen, uh, we can launch into the lineup here or I could do some true facts. It's up to you. Uh, hit me with a couple of facts. Yeah. Okay. I love true facts. I love facts. <laughs> I, lo- I love true facts. You guys love facts. Fact me. I love facts. I only want true facts. I love fuckers. I love facts. You two fuck faces need to give me some fucking facts now. <laughs> In turn, give me some facts. Fact blast me. Fuck me. I'm not gonna fact you all over your face. <laughs> Blast you back. So these are from uh, Reddit. Uh, these are kind of like today I learned kind of things, mm-hmm. and I found them all to be interesting. None of them are movie related though. Okay. Um, so today I learned that to train new operatives during the Cold War, the Soviets built fully functional replicas of American towns. Their residents consisted of retired deep cover operatives who taught the trainees everything they needed to know about blending into American life. So weird. Fully functioning American towns. Hello, my name is Chris. <laughs> There's like burger and gun, please. <laughs> Just playing and being <laughs> American. <laughs> oh man, the, the more I hear about this Russian like agent embedded in America stuff. It's just like, how extensive was this shit? And how many Americans were over there? They don't talk about that. Uh, probably a lot. Both yeah, probably. Ways. Yeah, probably. yeah, they want to talk about all those perfect Russian towns that we create. <laughs> and today I learned that the Chinese army has been training 10,000 pigeons to provide support to the military's communications in the event that war renders its modern technology unusable. The pigeons flying at speeds of up to 75 miles per hour are being trained to carry loads of up to 3.5 ounces. Loads. They, they, <laughs> this is not the first country to do this. Wow. It, of course, China is still doing it. Other countries have tried doing this. I know we tried to train like seals and dolphins to be in the Navy and shit. And after a few years, we're like, no, nah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> just love all these seals sounds like a Canadian thing. I just like all these contingencies. And this one, the last one, is is a shout-out to the current uh, vaccines being released. Today I learned that Johnson & Johnson knew that their talc baby powder contained asbestos. In the last few years, have paid out almost $5 billion in cancer-related damages. Same company that is in charge of one of the vaccines. So there you go. <clears throat> you think they did one of those, like, Fight Club formula things when they were figuring it out? They are like, how much can we lose in lawsuits? I don't know, probably I... five, $6 billion. I don't even How much see are we going to cost to get out of it right now? And they're like 10. They're like, all right, fuck it. I don't even see that as a joke. I see that as 100% true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they definitely did a calculation. And yeah, it's probably 
they probably chose the one that was the least human. All right. There you go. Not to bring everybody down or anything, but, you know. <laughs> That's good. Dead babies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that gets, uh, that gets into an all, all feisty. Well, babies are fine, and kids are fine also, as long as they're not screaming. Yeah, dead babies can't scream, all right? Right. <laughs> so Thank in- you. Instead of doing an intro into the trailers tonight, I decided in honor of Tom Cruise having a spaz that we'd play some, like, Scientology Tom Cruise clips before we get into trailer one one, one before each trailer <laughs> no no oh. just just a couple leading into the to the lineup it's not how to run from an sp it's ptssp how to shatter suppression confront shatter suppression you apply it it's like boom <laughs> like boom have you met an sp <laughs> <laughs> take a big step back and literally fuck your own face there you go uh so trailer number one russian uh, shattering yeah yeah but he's throwing off all, the funniest part of that clip is that he's throwing all these acronyms around it's tcp est how to for confront and shatter percent it's not how to run from an sp it's ptssp how to shatter suppression confront shatter suppression you apply it it's like boom Ooh, but it doesn't even match the acronym he gave. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And to you, Tom, we say, bring it. Bring it more of it. We want more crazy Scientology people uh, entertaining us because you do yeah, it with such it, passion. What is he now? Like an OTC level six, level five? <laughs> I doubt he has any midichlorians in there at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's probably personally met Xenu. Headliner, Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter. Here we go. Captain, do you have any idea what those markers are? They look pretty ancient. The tracks end here. It's definitely Bravo team. They don't just disappear.
Monster Hunter. Nathan, worried or excited? Well, this is one of those problems where the trailer gets me kind of amped up. I start thinking Kong Skull Island. I start thinking big fights like uh, the first uh, Pacific Rim, you know, big fights with big things. Could be epic, could be fun. And then I remember that there's really a need to be critical about this. So I take a step back and I say to myself, well, self, do I care about a group of American soldiers being transported to another place to fight gigantic monsters, being taught how to kill those monsters, and then bringing a monster back with them through the portal and having to have a final showdown? I don't know much about the actual Monster Hunter game, but my understanding, the consensus that I see on the internet is that this would be a better animated movie and doesn't need to involve portals or the U.S. military. So I'm, I'm completely... Uh, I hope it's good. I've been playing a lot of Hades lately, and her character's name is Artemis. <laughs> and Tony Jaw is credited as the hunter. So, I mean, Artemis is ancient Greek goddess of the hunt, and I've been playing Hades, and I feel I feel drawn to the word excited, but I don't have the courage to say it. So I'm going to say worried. Oof. But Nathan. Yes. Who's the director? The director is um, Mila Jovovich's uh, husband. Again. Paul Anderson. Paul W.S. Anderson. <laughs> oh, so close. Yeah, Resident Evil director. Yeah, I think that's where he met Mila. But anyway, Mila <laughs> Mila likes to marry her directors and then have her uh, career be continued by them. Like twirler hair, like, can you make me a franchise? <laughs> I Well, she did. Well, Resident Evil was a franchise on its own, I guess. Fucking seven. But Six, they're trying seven, to start another one. This is this is pure nepotism right here. This is I'm gonna put my wife in the starring role, and I mean she she looks badass though. She looks like she's doing it well. And there's a controversy about this movie right now as well, which I'll get into by request. Okay, <laughs> bring us the controversy. There's controversy in China. So they advanced. The same as Mulan? They advanced. No, they no. It's not the Uyghur related. They advanced the release date of this movie in the U.S. because of the controversy that happened. Apparently, there was an ad-libbed joke in the movie uh, that was kind of about Chinese people. There's a lot of Chinese money backing this movie, so a bunch of people got upset about it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Mm-hmm. Okay, just just admit it, Hollywood. China owns you. And there's. Uh, I found a paraphrased version of the joke that was done. And so paraphrasing it, there's some soldiers that are in a Jeep driving, because I imagine they've already cut that joke out of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. So some soldiers are in a Jeep driving through the desert. Hey, says the Chinese soldier and slaps his knees. What do you call these? And the other soldier says, what? And he says, Chinese. Fucking, how, oh how, how dare they? <laughs> That's too much. <laughs> Fucking offended. Yeah. That Apparently there's an old much. racist rhyme, Chinese, Japanese, dirty knees, that was a playground <laughs> taunt against Asian American immigrants. And this movie dad joke reminded uh, people of it. Ugh, Jesus Christ, that makes me sick. Anyway, <laughs> basically everything that you said up until this point helped me decide that, yeah, I am also worried about this. <laughs> I was maybe leaning excited because I'm I'm also down to just see a bunch of monsters and I don't give a shit. But yes, you are right. This franchise is a po- is a famous and popular video game franchise. 
as far as I've seen, though, every installment that comes out, you're sort of already in the world of large monsters and you're just another dude looking to hunt them down and make your, you know, have your day of fame or whatever. So it is bizarre that they had to, well, we have to find some way to anchor this to the Americans. What if we make it about American soldiers getting sucked into a portal and then having guns against these monsters? And it's and, like uh, mm. light blades, uh, laser laser blades. Yeah. When there's already like an entire magical element in the Monster Hunter games that's meant to, you know, combat the ginormous monsters so that everything's sort of even keel and has its place. This is sort of just like you see me, Dovovich, fighting one of these monsters and she like barely puts a dent into one of their giant claws with even with her magical blades. And you're like, oh, are you supposed to defeat that thing? (laughs) Also, she survives like eight crashes in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah, she's also a liar too. She says, "I'm gonna get us all home." <laughs> Not that that final scene. You're alone. I bet they all die in the first like half hour. You are fucking alone. And then also, I'm glad Tony Jaw is in this. I I have a fondness for him just because from the Ong Bak days of being nobody to nothing, even in Thailand, to being now in all these like big action films, it's great. So I'm happy for him. I'm worried though. They're right. This should have been animated. Amanda, I'm I I'm definitely worried about this. Um, I wanted to be excited because I like Mila so much. Although I say that, do I really? <laughs> you know, I think I do, but like, like where, where are you liking her from? Fifth Element. Fifth Element. Yeah, that's it. That's that's about it, right? That's yeah. enough. One's enough. Lilu multipass. <sighs> no, it looks bad. It looks dumb. It it looks like a bad Transformers movie. It does kind of have that. It's because mm. Resident Evil. He doesn't do action very well. So I'd say it looks like a good Transformers movie, which is still bad. So that's a it looks dumb worried. Mm-hmm. In turn, the only good kaiju films are the ones where there's humans inside of the outfits. Um, oh my yeah. god. So, no, this looks horrible. It looks bad. Like Kong is bad. Although, if they do a combination of uh, King Kong, Godzilla, these monsters, and they bring everyone together, I might be interested to see the catastrophe that happens on screen. Like a super crossover. Kinds of monsters, yeah. And just get rid of humans in general and just CG the whole thing. So like Kaiju, Kong, Lovecraftian monsters, and then also the like people inside of large robots sure yeah all of it and and then ewoks um <laughs> giant ewok <laughs> no just little ones just the baby ones <laughs> but it's like fodder they just, get, on? they just get stepped on <laughs> uh anyway uh no i have no interest in this uh subject matter uh right well there's I'm, no i'm very worried there's nobody making a dress so <laughs> i know if if I could, if Godzilla was making a dress and Mothra had to wear it, that that I'd be into, you know? Sure. Phantom monster thread. Yeah, like a hot giant Phantom moth. Phantom monster hunter. Yeah. No, uh, we're all worried. That okay. so much for the greatest lineup ever. God damn it. <laughs> uh, being worried or excited does not to know whether or not the lineup is the greatest that's ever been. Thank you, Daniel. Oh, that's correct. Oh. Also, I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, the internet on this one because there were tons of people on Reddit coming up with different plots for this movie, just <laughs> out of their ass, just pulling it out of their ass. Like some young village 
kid who's struggling to get by and defending a small village against uh, wyverns, you know, gets gets a call <laughs> to action and has to, you know, surprises everyone in a battle against a larger monster, so therefore gets wrapped up in a larger plot story. It's like I don't know. I'm not doing it doing it justice. No, no, no. You're you're right though. It's that's you could you could pull out anything that'd probably be better. Like yeah. oh, there's a kid in the village that everyone has a job except for him. He doesn't seem to have any talents except yeah. for suddenly one day we discover he's great at hunting monsters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's all done with like office office TV series style like asides <laughs> with interviews about. I used to be defending wyverns in my village, and uh, you know that was before <laughs> that was before the big fight went down. Yeah, just cutaways and nothing else. Just like, yeah, it's not like a Triceratops, but like huge wings, though. <laughs> All right, trailer number two comes to us from someone really pretentious and uh, unique. So the intern should be up yep, there. Okay, okay. Uh, this is the French Dispatch. French is back. <laughs> Here we go. It began as a holiday. Eager to escape a bright future on the Great Plains, Arthur Howitzer Jr. transformed the series of travelogue columns into the French Dispatch, a factual weekly report on the subjects of world politics, the arts, high and low, and diverse stories of human interest. You don't think it's almost too seedy this time? No, I don't. Decent people. It's supposed to be charming. He assembled a team of the best expatriate journalists of his time. Berenson, Sazerac, Kremens, Roebuck Wright. These were his people. Just try to make it sound like you wrote it that way on purpose. We take as the subject of tonight's lecture, Mr. Moses Rosenthal. Certainly the loudest autistic voice of his rowdy generation. Simone Naked Cell Block J Hobby Room. I want to buy it. It's not for sale. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes. In short, the picture was a sensation. The kids did this. Obliterated a thousand years of Republican authority in less than a fortnight. What do they want? Freedom, full stop. I'm naked, Mrs. Kremens. I can see that. Lieutenant Nescafier is the great exemplar of the mode of cuisine known as police cooking. The aromas of the kitchen cast a spell, which was to be mortally broken. As you know by now, we have kidnapped your son. from the foreman. One hour to press. You're fired. Really? Don't cry in my office. The French Dispatch. Intern, worried or excited? I think uh, that so far 
this is the best trailer on this episode. On one, two, eight, the greatest lineup, uh, trailer number two, the teeter, uh, takes sole possession of the uh, most watchable film here. Like, let the record show that no one boasted about one twenty eight having a great lineup tonight. Oh, yeah, sometimes when it's, I think by this pre, time it's just uh, a lot. <laughs> that was all precast, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it was. But uh, you go you go right ahead and uh and jizz all over this. Try to, you know, contain it though. It looks great. I like um all of his movies that I've seen. I still haven't seen Life Aquatic, you the one you guys shushed. But uh I just wanna watch it. I'm a fan. I also think that him filming everything uh dead center is gonna be interesting with a square with this filmed in a square. And not not normal. We'll see if that does anything for me or not. But uh, I'm just excited. Well, this Tilda is... Swinton's in it. Edward Norton's in it. Yeah. Sir Sharon's in it. There's they a, all have there's lesser a shit, roles, and I'm still excited. There's a shit ton of people in this. It's almost like the way that Woody Allen used to attract Cass is now a Wes Anderson thing. But I just wanted to point out that the big difference here with this Wes Anderson movie is that it's split into four different stories. In one hour and 43 minutes, four different yeah. collections of stories, which is kind of interesting. When when an intern says it's filmed in a square, does he mean it's going to be in a four by three ratio? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He means letterbox, right? No. Full frame? <laughs> well, I, frame. I thought it also could have been just I mean, one four, large four stage divided into four pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, you mean the square that those guys were running through in the previous? No, the... <laughs> letterbox things not happening if you have an old school tv you'd be able to watch this that's something pretentious people do like i'll only shoot on film i won't shoot digital yeah you could only watch this on a tube television yeah right yeah if you want to watch it accurately tv needs to weigh 600 pounds uh anyway i'm super excited daniel um the whole time i was thinking i was like do i have it in me for another live action pop-up book (laughs) <laughs> yeah you do because i mean i don't really i don't have a problem with anderson i know everybody's got their like vibe and their style and their themes that they like to stick to and their exact same casts um i get it i just like and i even liked what was the last one the hotel one yeah that was his that was his best one so far i enjoyed that one quite a bit and even then i was like if i see one more cute little rat box i'm gonna freak out um so i'm gonna ugh. It's a tough one. You know, he did Isle of Dogs last. Oh, that right. I couldn't I couldn't get through that one. Oh, that one was great. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even attempt it. I think maybe since it was so on the fence, I think maybe that end joke in the trailer maybe will push me over into excited just because I do enjoy like little vignette pieces of these films. I just always I know I'm going to have a hard time getting myself to sit down to initially watch it. <laughs> excited. Yeah. That's a great comment, Daniel, because that's how I feel about Wes Anderson movies. Like when I watched the trailer, I'm I even Isle of Dogs. I was like, you know what? I I'm interested. I'm I'm gonna watch that. But then when the time comes to put it on and watch it, you just not I'm I can't speak for other people, but I'm never in the mood for it's Wes true. Anderson movie. Ever. Someone else has to sneak it on. Yeah. Yeah, you have to walk in and it has to be already be on. I kept watching this trailer looking to nitpick but the characters kept breaking the fourth wall and leveling haughty stares at me. <laughs> you like it, don't you? 
That's what Wes Anderson does. That's what they do. And it's yeah. funny watching new people come, like Elizabeth, fuck, what's her name? From The Handmaid's Tale. <sighs> Moss. Moss. Elizabeth Moss is in there. Chalamet's in there. Sorsha Ronan's in there. And they're all doing, they all adopt it. Benicio Del Toro, I think that's the first time he's been in a Wes Anderson movie. They all adopt the same shit where they stare blank-faced. They turn and stare blank-faced at the screen. And some fucked up, yeah, like Daniel Sin, the... Uh, the pop-up book background behind them. <laughs> just like, okay, everybody's so serious, but yet not at all. Is that a worried from you? I'm tentatively worried. God. Well, <laughs> I guess I have to bookend this with intern and bring some sense back to the table. Thank God. This looks wonderful. I, I love Wes Anderson. I love the stylized crap that he does. I love that, you know, we're talking about the cast and all of these people. They're all only going to be in there for like a scene or two. But I feel like being in a Wes Anderson movie now is like a rite of passage for actors. So I, I love seeing lots of small roles, cameos, whatever they end up being. Um, I am interested in the in the like four vignettes kind of idea. Um, and uh, he just he, all his movies bring me a lot of joy, at least. I, and there's some I haven't seen, but. You know, to me, they're all just various levels of great. None of them are like, oh, that's just bad. So hmm. excited. Yeah, that makes me feel bad. The, the four vignettes are, does make this more interesting. Uh, much more digestible to you, probably. Maybe, maybe I'll flip it. I'm going to flip over to tentatively excited because <laughs> I do. There's a lot of people in here and I am interested in the vignettes. Although I do want to make another point. Do you think it's possible to just hang out with Wes Anderson? I was sitting here contemplating that, like all these people that know him and that are in their movies. Do they ever just go over? Like, wouldn't it be uncomfortable? He's just such a quirky, awkward fellow, or at least his movies are. So, like, <laughs> would it be possible to just sit in a room with him and chill and act normally? No, he'd be like, yeah. he'd be talking to you, and then he'd get like real nervous all of a sudden. He'd be like, you know, I, I, I can't do this. And he'd call in like his wardrobe guy to dress you in a 1930s tweed suit. <laughs> and he'd be like, oh, okay, that's better. <laughs> Yeah, or he'd have some like staged thing like I'm going over to Wes's. He invited me over, and you'd walk in, and there'd be some bizarro fucking game that he's trying out, or some weird shit he wanted to show you. That is it a black and white room playing life size chess? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'd be like, hey, grab that construction paper. Yeah, exactly. help me cut this next scene. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Oh, I love it. All right, uh, your fulcrum tonight. It's a weird one. It's called Psycho Gorman. Psycho Gorman. Here we go. Many moons ago, a nameless evil was imprisoned in a place far beyond reach. Hurry up! If he were ever to be released, it would spell certain doom for all existence. Is that fear I smell? Your planet will be torn to pieces, and I will Mimi, take your look. screams as I Is this yours? Oh. Oh my god. The gem of Paraxidike 
Whoever wields it is able to command me. Go over there. And wait for us to come back in the morning. You will suffer an eternity for this. Bye. Mom, Dad, I want you to meet Psycho Gorman, or PG for short. I will bathe in your blood. Don't worry. Be worried. gonna kill everybody not unless i tell him to what did you three maniacs get up to um this is getting a little weird this sick game must come to an end she will enslave the galaxy into endless servitude kill him cool the ultimate evil has awoken God in town. And his name? Psycho Gorman. It was nice meeting you. It would be nicer if you were dead. Alright, bye. Alright, Daniel, you were excited about Psycho Gorman. Psycho Gorman. <laughs> um, this looks like totally... I mean, it does look like the kind of shit that you would come out and watch me or find me watching it like a like a Sunday morning. Yes. Yeah. And, and I, that's why I was so excited for it for you, because I'm like, this looks like some shit. I'm going to get up and he's going to be watching with Daphne when she's like seven. Yeah. And that that's exactly why I'm excited about this. I'm excited to investigate if this movie is like we're, is like a good film that Daphne and I can be into when she gets a little bit older. And it looks like it is. I saw a few parts in there that were a little bit disturbing or a little bit gory, but on the whole, it just looks like super cheese ball. I bet half these jokes don't land, but I bet the other half do. So I'm, I'm excited just to have something in that weird sort of child acceptable horror genre that I'm now uh, looking to fill. <laughs> well, the word trauma is getting thrown around a little bit. That it's kind it looks of... higher quality than trauma, honestly, although I get what, they're mean, what they mean when they say that. Yeah. And it's the co-creator of The Void, which I know was a trailer that was uh, convincing, but ultimately failed. Yeah. So there are concerns here. I'm, you know, with and with the the graphics that they're using and all of that, it, it makes me think, like, is this, is, is this going to be, like, closer to Turbo Kid or is it going to be closer to Ultimate Disappointment and Failure? Right seems like they're trying to go for that turbo kid vibe. Although I say they're a, they're a notch down in the budget mm-hmm. vibe just a little bit. Yeah. But, but I don't know. Uh, I'm excited to check it out. It's t- tough to say how successful this is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the first half of it. I'm, I'm thinking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie and the second half I'm thinking, Ooh, secret of the ooze. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's gonna be a rap. He's gonna start rapping. Well, just that that whole gathering of other weird creatures and guys that don't even look that threatening. Like Psycho Gorman looks kind of threatening, and then these other guys—they look, you know, what was he like, a king or something? And he's, like it's like a dead elf king. Yeah, yeah he doesn't look scary at all. Uh, I guess I'm excited. No, no, you don't have to be worried. You should be worried. Like <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm dead. I'm excited for the possibility of this being uh, a gem. I'll leave it at that. Amanda? Yeah, same. I'm just 
excited that it might be as cute as I want it to be for my husband and my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. They watch Psycho Gorman all the time. <laughs> I want her to grow up and be like, what? You've never seen Psycho Gorman? That's what I want. What? You and your dad watched what? Yeah. We watched it all the time. You guys didn't watch movies with your dad like this? Like a talking brain in a jar and this big monster that wants to kill everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Yeah. Double feature with uh, Dolph Lundgren and Masters of the Universe back to back. In turn, what say you? Uh, the first time I watched this trailer, I was definitely worried. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it again, and I thought, you know, this this could be okay. And I had the thought of also, nothing can compare to Turbo Kid, and I, I just need to get over that. Because mm. it'll be good in a different way. It's um, <laughs> a good point, in turn. This is a wholesome thing to say. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then I, I watched it this time, and I started laughing at at parts so i guess i'm excited i took wow. a turn it, it took three times to watch this trailer but you know well i think third and last time is really it's got me a little excited which maybe it's everyone else here being excited about it well, i think psycho gorman needs uh to be cheese watched yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah hopefully this comes on netflix and we can do a a potty a, a watch yeah well we still have to do jujitsu that's first right Oh, of course, yeah. Trailer number four stars um, Tom Holland and the girl that looks like every Daisy other Ridley. actress. Yeah, yeah. But I on the internet, people are like, is that blah? Is that blah? Is that blah? Oh, and they're like, wrong, wrong, wrong. No, it's Daisy Ridley from Star Wars. Oh, well, she looks like everybody else. <laughs> but yeah. I'm going to refer to her as Daisy Ridley from Murder on the Orient Express. <laughs> okay, Belle. Chaos walking. What was the name? I totally missed it. Chaos walking. Chaos walking. Here we go that was a terrible crash we're lucky to be alive whoa whoa stop don't come any closer it's a girl girl oh my god girl I'm sorry. No, no blonde hair. I've just never, never seen a girl before. Who are you? It's so loud here. We call it the noise. Happens to all the men on this planet. Every thought in our heads on display. Where are all the women? she's thinking where the hell is her noise it's strange to see everything you're thinking you know it's strange for me too not knowing what's going on in your head i mean i don't know you might not like my dog or you want to hit me over the head with a rock or something i like your dog he's stronger than he knows 
You better watch your noise. Snake. 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 Those men catch you, they'll kill you. Get in the boat! If you want to protect the girls, you have to leave now. Keep you safe, Dave. Keep you safe, Dave. With her power, there's no telling Just walking, Amanda. Worried or excited? Okay, yeah. I need to go first here because I've got a lot of problems with everything that I just saw. <laughs> One, I got really bored. Mm-hmm. Two, it looks like there's a whole lot of movie before the movie, so I'm obviously worried there. I don't want to <laughs> see two movies. <laughs> and then, what? It doesn't know. It is a bizarre plot. It's a really weird plot. It's a really dumb plot. (laughs) (laughs) And this trailer is trying so hard to make this movie look cool. Like, you know, like the trailer's trying too hard. (laughs) All this like high stress music. No, no. Is it also one of those things where, like, in reality, it wouldn't play out like this? Like, it would just be, like, a bunch of dudes just, like, thinking about fucking everything? Right. Like, oh, pussy. Oh, pussy, pussy. Just your faint yeah. pussy. <laughs> that's that. That's a lot of the comments online. Is, uh... It would probably be more like asshole because they haven't seen a pussy. In a... Oh, oh okay. yeah. They all, like, gay by right. default. Okay. Yeah. Well, also, also. Why would you ever talk? Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Why would you just, t- yeah, be, like, telepathically say everything? Yeah, to the point where, I mean, I don't know, we'll see how long they've been here. But, like, there's no point in actually using your voice words when all of you can hear each other. So wouldn't you, over time, forget how to talk? And they can, like, manifest Mm. visuals. That's interesting. That too. So I would just, like, manifest my friends doing humiliating things all the time. (laughs) That's all very interesting feedback. We might be thinking too, too far ahead because it seems like they all know what women are. Yeah. Which means this seems like it, it's probably pretty recent. And That's by pretty fair. recent, I mean within like 10 or 15 years. That's one, fair. one comment I found interesting on the internet was that it was talking about the actual, like the source material, the books. And they said that in the books, they were on an expedition, you know, to escape from Earth to find a new planet. And they landed there and all that noise shit started happening to them. Like the planet was doing it to them, that they were foreign invaders in a world that was changing how their brains worked and then their women on the expedition all died or well that part i don't know anything about if they never had any women on the expedition then they would have said none came with us as opposed to i'm saying my comment that i just made right now about what the novels do is more interesting than the trailer i feel like the truth is that all the women that were on the expedition killed themselves because they didn't couldn't deal with watching their guy friends you know visualize you know their friends fucking things 
or yeah, or seeing that men really do have moments where they just don't think about anything and that realization forced them all to commit suicide yeah, like when you're talking to them and it's just blank air around your head that's when we were like that's it or is it because it happened to everyone but women just overthink everything and they just like the power killed them overwhelmed them mm, now so we're on to something no i got a question happen. here um you know how women are uh, generally underrepresented in film and have been for, you mm. know, yeah, there are lots World of fine wife roles for them. World War II. And I think this is Hollywood's new way of being like, okay, hey, we're not going to add women in film. We're just going to say that they all died and then we don't have to add more women in film. Is that or, the. Yeah. Or they just like keep the focus on them so they don't have to add more or give them better or just like make them the main role. Yeah, you get one main role. Yeah. And, and that's it. Yeah, it's like what they did with like black people and in, in, in TV and stuff. They're like, why about we just keep the amount of them the same, but like just make them all like captains or sergeants or the boss? Oh. Positions of authority. That is something that took place. I agree with that. But also in the 90s, there was a lot of inappropriate self-deprecating comments by black characters that were like hey i'm the black guy that does this thing yeah like whoa (laughs) did did michael bay direct this (laughs) self-aware tokenism yeah listen doug lyman directed this oh here we go that's exciting and he directed born identity and edge of tomorrow so there's a chance that this could be directed with competence but despite amanda's reaction to me just now I'm fully on board with Amanda's appraisal of this nonsense. I am, uh, I gotta, I gotta tell you when you're already on the fence watching a trailer and a Jonas brother shows up, you're worried. Oh boy. He does a fine job acting in that, uh, war movie he was in. I think it's time for the intern to have a timeout. What do you guys think? Was it, was it Dunkirk? Was that the one he was in? Um, hmm. oh, yeah. Was that, was that actually seriously? Was that him? Movie. I'm the only one. I want to watch this. I'm excited that there's a science fiction film that is not Star Wars. And they're using actors that know how to act. I want to watch it. I want to get enveloped into this new world that doesn't make any sense to anyone else. And there's lots that can go wrong. But it's new to me. This is all new. I'm excited for something new. Yeah. It's a good point, intern. Rare. You may never hear me say that again. Um... (laughs) There's a first and last time for everything. (laughs) It is really unique. That's almost like the singular drive for me for this film from this trailer. It's like, okay, well, I've never really seen anything like this before. And what a bizarre idea. And my mind is going all sorts of different places trying to figure out why there would be a situation where there's only men left who recently lost all women and now all their thoughts are visual. And is it... or? Like, or you can hear their thoughts, but then like some people are like better at it, like musical instruments or something, because they seem to imply that Tom Holland, like, whoa, his, his telepathy is just like, whoa, his telepathy turns into reality. Yeah. Is he the only one that can do that? And the force is strong. Can he like manifest like things into physical reality or is it all just like holographic showmanship? And then also Amanda makes a good point here too, which is that there's this whole movie about this girl coming and interrupting their life and freaking everybody out and Tom Holland having to come to the realization that he's some sort of messiah. And then there's a massive alien invasion as well. Yeah. <laughs> which is like, where does that fit in? Oh, the, the, it doesn't. The it's two movies. Movie. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I didn't, like, I didn't really fully understand where the two movies comment was coming from, but that's, uh, yeah. You no, know, there is a gigantic ship that's, yeah, landing in the last part of that trailer. They don't and it looks like that. they have the same problem that I had with the movie Cowboys and Aliens, which was good until the aliens were introduced because it was like, oh, this is like, they're just, it has my p- biggest pet peeve about aliens and movies, which is that they're all, they all look identical. They're all just like clones. Like, oh, we're all greasy gray beasts with three fingers or something. There's no like human, you know, like there's no taller ones or skinnier ones or better ones, which is what it looked like from the very end of that trailer. They showed a couple of aliens drop down. And they all had that sort of rock creature look to them. Ah, I'm going to have to go worried on this, even though I will probably put it on late at night to check out what the fuck is actually happening. <laughs> I think it'd be funny. This is going to be easier to watch than the French dispatch for you. And, oh, yeah. uh, you're worried about it. <laughs> well, you, you only have to half pay attention to a movie like this. It would be funny if it, it was a Star Wars ripoff, though that would be really funny. If he was like a chosen one or some sort of special person that rises up and is a savior of some kind to bring balance to the Force. Um, yeah. She does start the trailer like in a spaceship, which is like, I wonder if <laughs> one of her agents were like, okay, you're, you're in a spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, before I hit the buzzer on this, I want to say that I watched Greenland. I forgot to mention that. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I watched Greenland. And you know how when we watched the trailer for Greenland, there was a, a sense of hope that there was going to be a third act to the movie where they got to Greenland and there was something interesting about that. Yeah. But really, the fear was that it was just going to be a bunch of mediocre drama played out as they try to get to the Greenland. Yeah. Well, it was the latter. Okay. <laughs> and it and it makes me think about this movie. Like, how much of it is it going to be mediocre drama and then walking around in the forest and driving around in the forest on a motorcycle and just 90% of this thing is going to be them with mediocre drama in the forest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so Greenland is that? Damn it. Yeah, it's boring. What is some Geostorm? <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't that great. Um, there was it was fun internet feedback on that movie though. A whole bunch of people were like, "I really like this. I really like this." And then a bunch of people after them were just like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah, <laughs> joking. All right, trailer number five is uh, Bob Odenkirk in Nobody. Nobody. Here we go. So they took maybe 20 bucks in an old watch? Mr. Madison, did you even take a swing? No. Could have taken her, Dad. Heard you had some excitement last night. I wish they'd have picked my place, you know? Why didn't you take him out? I was just trying to keep the damage to a minimum. Yeah, how's that working out for you? You're okay, because you don't look okay. There's a long dormant piece of me that so very badly wants out. What are you still doing here, old man? I'm going to fuck you up. 
Throw it out there. Worried or excited? Nobody. I'm fucking excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Worried or excited to nobody. That's good. This looks so good. Don't you feel drawn? I felt drawn to, I, I wanted him to be, to have it more like a death wish scenario where some people tried to break into his house. It didn't sit right with him. You know, the neighbors over there going, hey, did you punch him? <laughs> yeah. and, and you just fucking snap. Not, I worked for 12 years as an auditor. Bob Not, Odenkirk. Uh, you're looking for unhinged? I don't know. I just, I, they're going to have some work to do to sell me on Bob Odenkirk being a 12-year assassin. I think uh, um, <clears throat> the thing with this is that these guys, uh, they did John Wick and Atomic Blonde, and they're talking about how they could combine them into the same thing. And this looks like this takes place in the same world as John Wick to me. Hmm. He's he's a, another John Wick. He's going um, to need more facial hair and the longer. He's going to need some extensions. Well, this The same type of person. I don't know. I hear it you. It seems like it's the same world. I, and I understand what you're these saying. These guys are creating their own cinematic universe the that dreaded true. fucking bullshit anyway but it does look great this looks really exciting i want to watch that it could, that could be true they could all come together in some mega movie together john wick seven could see that but there's no like continental shit with nobody he doesn't have like a suitcase full of gold coins <laughs> yeah no he's probably in a different city or whatever it's one that's Although not he, he might pull out a gold coin well, like the table or whatever is a global organization. I'm turning on the opinion of that. Yeah, and Atomic uh, Bond didn't have any of that stuff either. 
but hey, if they did make in the, their own universe, fuck it. They keep putting out shit like this. I'm down. Uh, even though I didn't like Atomic Blonde. Um, they've I've seen some interviews where they discuss the constant uh, sort of comparisons to John Wick. But it's funny because Amanda and I have discussed this before. Like John Wick, we fucking love John Wick. We'll never get tired of John Wick. He can keep making them forever. Um, <clears throat> so like one of the few things is like, well, how do you make that premise again, but still stay interesting? And we've discussed even before this movie came out that there was only way you could really even do that because Keanu Reeves, he's got the slim non like atypical action body but he still looks like a badass with the beard and long hair and the like stoic look and the moves and everything so the only way to really make it even more satisfying is to dadify him <laughs> which is what they've done in nobody they've taken a dad and gave him john wick skills and weirdly even though i would never in a million years have predicted this casting or this setup i think bob odenkirk can pull it off he's like super thin he's got a real nice like cranium he's got like that he's got that kind of squat if, if he was british he would be a goon with that head that he has in this trailer so like i think i think he'll sell it to me he, he does at least in the few parts in this he's not doing like super crazy john wick shit but he is doing what i like these producers and, and how they put action choreography together which is just grabbing whatever item is closest to you <laughs> which is makes it all seem so much more real so i like I think I'm, I'm with you, Nathan, though. I, I would have liked to have seen a Death Wish uh, scenario where he snaps and kind of goes and justifies a bunch of wrongs in the world. Maybe we can see that in the sequels. But for right now, this is like a grounded story about him. And him. he used to be violent and then tried to go straight. And now he's asked to be violent again. Yeah. Which, which I get it. But I'm still down. I'm no, super. And, and, and I'll be clear. I'm excited. But I have reservations about whether or not I'd be able to sell some of this storyline to me. But that's fine. I'm, I love Bob Odenkirk. I mean... I'll watch Better Call Saul over and over and over again. I love him. So I, I'm i in his cheering section. I hope it works. And there's something about the fight choreography in this. I mean, you're saying it's just like John Wick, but there's something a bit more, I don't know, I'm trying to find the right word, but <sighs> maybe rusty. Maybe, 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 maybe he's shaking off the rust from being a professional killer, and he's just like something a bit more, like the way that he was just pounding his fist into that guy. You know, and from a standing position over and over again, something a bit less flashy. Like it's not as flashy as John Wick, not as smooth as John Wick's choreography. A little bit more. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, that, 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 that may add to it. Yeah. That, yeah. It could be more realistic. Because I, I love the way that's like tuned up with the music in the trailer when he's just hammer punching that dude in the face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a great, uh, great song, great music for the uh, for the trailer. It's very engaging. So, everybody's excited about nobody? Uh, yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. Uh, what do you think, uh, think Nick? How, how do you think Nick Cage feels about tonight's episode? Fully capture its essence. We must plunge, unafraid, deep within its enchanted garden. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be so good. My favorite clip of that is this. Oh, my friends, we are so <laughs> close now. <laughs> Oh, oh my <laughs> Oh my friends. Oh god. That's oh. Uh, those are all clips from the trailer for Nicolas Cage's History of Swear Words coming January 5th. <sighs> it's going to be good. it's going to be great. Yeah. Let me say this though before we go. I I forgot that I watched these two movies and that this ties in with Nobody and our discussion earlier about women. I watched uh two John Wickian female revenge movies 
Um, and the one that I thought would be bad was the one that was better. And the one that I thought would be better was the one that was bad. Uh, I watched Peppermint and Ava. I've seen Ava. No, Ava, no, I haven't. Never mind. Ava, I thought was garbage. <clears throat> so no plot. Nothing really happens. No chance for revenge. She gets in a big p- pussy fight with Colin Farrell, who gets his ass beat by her, and then it's over. Jessica Chastain in that trailer did not sell me as an action star. No, she's not an action star. She did good with the choreography, but it was, it was slow. They had to slow it down a little bit before you could feel it. And again, there's, she doesn't go on a rampage and like kill a bunch of people or anything. Nothing. Her and Colin Farrell, that's the only thing that happens in that movie. Um, Peppermint, with, was her name? Jennifer Gardner, is that her name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That one is kind of badass. Really? She sells the, 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 the fighting way better. The choreography is also done way better. Like it's, oh, it's got impact to it. It's got oof. And uh, well, she's got Electra and yeah. Alias in her past. That's true. That's true. So she's used to that and she's better at it. Like it's faster. You can feel it. It's better when she's flipping around dudes. You can tell that she's they're using like sort of the female jujitsu angles, which make more sense because in Ava, she's just like brutally punching dudes in the face. And it's like, I don't know. I think women are better like grappling and shit when it comes to fighting big guys. <clears throat> but she she sells it and she has a good reason. This fucking cartel murders her son and her husband like right in front of her at some fairground. She's crying in slow motion and then she disappears for two years and then comes back and murders fucking everyone. <laughs> so it was bizarre. I thought Peppermint was going to be the shit one. Nope. Hmm. Well, that's actually a shining recommendation. I think I might actually check that out then. <clears throat> oh, careful. I don't want to oversell it. Oh, It's fun and it's brutal. Period. I've watched it a couple times. Peppermint. It's the one that you can just kind of have on. Did it give you a... Oh, I, I would have uh, a, a marginal erection. <laughs> <laughs> Did it's it probably accurate. Does it... Yeah, it could give me a marginal erection. My dick was like, <laughs> eh, why not? <laughs> My dick was like, why not? Eh, meh, sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll, give, I'll give it... I'll, I'll go marginal. I'll, I'll stiffen, but not make you uncomfortable. I'm not making my head big, though. You know that weird boner where you get hard, but your dick, your dick gets small. Oh, God. That's good stuff. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks for coming again. Thanks for continuing to listen, if you're still there. 